0: Hello, I'm Rob Hirschfeld, CEO and co-founder of RackN, and your host for the Cloud 2030 podcast. Today's episode is about everything is code uh, based on Patrick Dubois, uh, did an article about 50 types of as code, uh, clearly a bit tongue in cheek, uh, and we, we took it as that, but we, we actually dug into what makes everything as code or infrastructure is code interesting. Uh, and came up with some very straightforward answers. Uh, Some of them are practical, like it's a process that is reproducible and auditable, and that's what makes it code-like or as code. Uh, And some of it is, oh, it's marketing and the tech bros and blockchain and Web3 people like it because it makes everything programmable and they envision a future like that. And the reality is somewhere in the middle. And uh, I know you will enjoy... Hearing us uh, go round and round on that. Enjoy the scheduled topic of the day, which is everything is code, and it was a response to this um, Jedi blog post: fifty inventory of fifty infrastructure as code concepts. Uh, Here, I'll I'll put it in the channel for. To me, it gets a little crazy. So this article basically outlined everything as code to the extent which the, the phrase "as code" sort of becomes meaningless, and, which is not helpful at all. And I you know, since I'm, I'm clinging in my vertical, I am hugging the term "infrastructure as code as meaningful, even in the face of looking at that article, thinking all, all the other 49 as code," things are not meaningful it's, I think it's worth discussing, like, is, is everything is code the same as just saying software defined X, or is there something more in this that we should be thinking through? Is there some nuance that, that would lead to a better discussion?
1: Um, I I think there's more nuance. First of all, I don't think everything is code. You know, (laughs) (laughs) there's, there's this old saying, right? Um,
2: if all you have is a hammer,
0: everything's a nail. Fair enough.
2: Yeah, uh, agreed on that. It's like everything has code at this point. Is more and an, like, and an
0: API,
3: right?
2: <laughs> uh, but, but, well, actually, yeah, okay,
1: not. Okay,
3: okay. Maybe <laughs> not. But, I, I would look at it from from a from a different perspective on, on, on try to define like okay, what. What are the building blocks of as code? so we, we we have declarative configuration, which okay. by itself is not as code. Um, we have in most cases, a uh, separation of desired state and actual state. And sometimes some kind of continuous reconciliation for that, but not necessarily. Like in the case of Terraform, it's on demand. Right. Um, there is abstraction of whatever the as code represents, uh, plus some kind of contract or, or API saying that if I declare this as code now and reuse it in a year, I will be able to do so. Um,
2: so I think that the, maybe the root, the, the nugget of it is that at, at the very bottom, there needs to be intentionality. It's not sufficient, but if it's intention to, to do that, that's a minimum requirement.
3: Yes uh intentionality and, and purpose as well like in in many cases the the purpose of doing things as code is reproducibility and, and recoverability right um, and to some degree like the, the, these are the, these are concepts that are coupled to the various components of of as code like declarative nature of, of configuration, but that's reproducibility. Uh, but, but if it takes you a day to, re, to reproduce something, that's still time lost. Uh, as code, I, I feel it, it also streamlines the process. So we, we can say, I can recover from a total loss of configuration, much faster using a conjunction of tools as opposed to each tool individually or manually.
1: So so I'll throw out a
2: question. How much code
1: actually gets reused?
2: (laughs) Ding, 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 ding.
0: Like That's, from an infrastructure, I mean like, 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 yeah. well, I, to me, this is, this is one of the key things for us from an infrastructure as code perspective. Because like our, even going back to the crowbar, crowbar days, frustration was that reuse site to site was near zero. And even inside an organization, reuse of automation is really low. But are, are you asking that from all code? Cause like, Code no, reuse no. in general is no,
1: high. Code, okay. Yeah, code reuse in general in the application space is is heavy, you know, mostly it's subroutines and stuff. But I'm wondering how much is reused in the networking space.
0: Like the actual networking configuration and yeah. things like that.
1: Yeah. And and well
0: I yeah. Well, building
2: little. blocks of that. So the building the blocks check- of that. Yeah. Which essentially but even building
0: blocks become we. In we... tons of echo.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Uh, so that yeah, works. you're building. You have building blocks. Lots of this as code stuff. You know how much of it is is spaghetti that gets rewritten for every new application, and how and you, and in other aspects of it, if it's really reused a lot, then at some point it becomes either parts of packages or libraries. and and, But then the question is whether those libraries get used either, too.
1: Well, I think some do, certainly some elemental libraries. I'll tell you a funny story about that. My husband wrote, um, Contributed a bug fix to uh, a random generator library years and years and years ago. I mean, this goes back, I don't know, 30 years ago. And apparently, this library, um, and there was some, the the author put in a snarky comment and thanking uh, Toffer, who's my husband too, um, (laughs) uh, for finding this bug fix. And um, apparently, this particular Piece of code is used all over the place because apparently, if you if you Google Toffer Cooper, like you get hundreds of hits, and they're all on this one piece of code that's <laughs> been used
0: everywhere. Wow! <laughs> it's a random number. That's, but that's, I mean, this is this is the thing that that to me, when we talk about as code. And this is where, to me, the article completely missed it. Was we're we're really talking about article things that want to have a high degree of view, reuse in what they build, yes. and sharing and collaboration, right? It's because reuse is is another. <laughs> actually, here's this to me, Beth, where you and I need to go on the complexity side from from the talk. Yeah. Ultimately, is you know if you want reuse, that's another word for collaboration.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. and and so what the infrastructure as code part, you know, or as code part means that we're actually working with, you know, collab pe- collaborating with other people in doing the work that aren't directly involved in the work.
3: It it, it goes beyond that as well. It's okay. That, that as code, um, pardon the the pun, but it encodes. Uh, the, the knowledge of, of, of subject matter experts in, in some cases. Like, for example, let's say, again, like infrastructure as code. It, it's a collaboration between the infrastructure experts and the ones that use the IAC libraries. It, 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 it provides, it, it, it means that the experts provide opinionated ways for their peers to use what what, what they need to be presented. Uh, and if, if we stretch this into like the other as code uh, concepts here on, 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 the, on this article, but let's, let's say for example, uh, like SLA as code, it means that like, <laughs> yeah. like if, if we take that, it means that uh, there is a template for like when, when a company has a a a, mm-hmm. a a product that's bound to an SLA. They if they if they do that as code, it means that there is a template that they can reuse for another product. So it saves them a, a lot of the repetitive work uh, of going through the motions. I mean, it, it it they might still need to be, it might still need to be supervised. But, but hmm. it defines the process that they need to do, which otherwise would be strewn across wikis or knowledge bases all over the place. And I'm, I'm, this is
0: this. Is, but here's here's where. So when you say SLA is code, I start thinking smart contracts or some enforceable system, not just a template. Um, and and actually even like infrastructure is code to me is more than reusable automation modules. It's dev test prod. It's there's there's code development process in here that's even beyond that. I I, have, I would if do you feel like SLA as code is like I can give you an, is, an actual is example. that a thing? I can, yes it is because
1: I can give you an yeah. actual example because we actually do it.
2: You guys have to do it. You couldn't you couldn't yeah. make it work without having that automation. So what we do is we have network SLAs that are,
1: you know, whatever it is, and they do vary a little bit, but those are variables. And we get we we the has to be tied to specific metrics that we can get from our network you know, from intelligence from the network, i.e. log information or whatever. And we gather that information and we base, we we automate the giving of credits for SLAs based on that information that we gather from the network. So, you know, the SLA will be, you know, if it's... Um, if it's below, I'll just use a random example. if If it's down more than twenty um, percent of the time on a given month, and it's a monthly, by the way, it's based on monthly SLA, um, we will give the customer hundred um, percent credit for that month. and it and you know it's based on downtime. And jitter and certain other metrics, but that has to be tied to specific metrics that we can gather and analyze and turn it into an SLA, and then we automate the credits. Hey, your your system was mm. you know you didn't meet our SLA, and this you got a credit automatically.
0: I, I, okay, I, I want to add. I think of that here. as like automated SLA. That's just SLA management. I don't. Would you add as code? Do you add, do you add as code to that system? It's all code. But would you call it SLA? <laughs> I mean, to me, it's just SLA, man. It's definitely automation. I, I
3: I would I, I would well, call I, it I, as code if the if it encodes the process in, in addition to just to the, like uh, the 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 components. But the components being. Okay. Uh, exposing metrics, um, a system to 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 like grant credits, etc. But it's, it's the as code part is the conglomeration of all of these into a single unified process that is reproducible and auditable. Totally. Uh, okay. That's what we do. Yeah. Uh, and uh,
0: you.
2: You then expand it to things like uh, tracking these things and you're going, yes. oh, this particular uh, account system, uh, ecosystem, whatever, is approaching a point where we have to pay out. Uh, how do we modify it so there's less of this? Do we increase monitoring? Do we up uh, the their priority whenever there's a problem? So that they get first uh, first correction um, or whatnot, and this, that might not be there yet, but you know that. they're going yeah. there. It's like, yeah, let's keep them right under twenty percent if they're even close to it.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it's not it's not that sophisticated, but we would go like if if it consistently is going, you know, we're giving them credits, we're going to go to the customer and say, uh, you know. Maybe we need to rethink your network architecture. There's something going on here. Or you know, maybe you need a, you know, a, a high availability, you know, different circuits or whatever. So we, we are proactive in that sense. But the other thing is that this is all completely viewable by the customer um, on our portal. You know, the customer can log in. There's a whole area called, I think it's the SMA. I forget what that stands for. Um, that shows them, you know, the current state of their network and the current state of, you know, how much downtime they
2: had. <laughs> it's completely transparent, which which it essentially makes it so that they can complain if they see something that they don't like and they don't understand. They'll call they'll they'll call their representative, and then that representative will turn on the the uh, network text at Verizon, and and it'll get fixed right proactively That's well correct. proactively on the customer side so either Verizon side. will eventually right. see it yeah. and deal with it or the customer identifies it first unless Verizon know that they're not happy with the current state but only because all that stuff is available through the fact that the the key bits have been identified as important and recordable and uh and to be added to the database, the the stack. So I want to add some snark here about uh, as code. And that is (laughs) a, A, it's like right now a big VC buzzword. It's there are certain buzzwords out there right now and as code is one of them. And here's the snark, it is tech bros for it, it if everything is code then tech bros thinks that they know everything and can can actually control everything and own everything so nuclear uh. power plant as code is like the ultimate tech bro thing it's like yeah i know how to control the nuclear power plant because it's coded and i can code <laughs> So a lot Not of a this stuff—it's—it's so almost use, like jargon. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's definitely jargon. That's, this it,
0: is this is why I wanted to talk about it because I I felt like you know in in this post, um, they they jumped it jumped the shark, which made me nervous. Makes me nervous.
2: But it's also giving these, and you see it in discussions on Twitter and stuff like that. There are scientists, there are engineers, and then there's this class of people that call themselves tech pros or developers. And they think they, if they can code, to code something on it, they think they understand it. And, and so it's like moonshot is code. Yeah, I can get us to the moon because I can code.
3: Uh, just to clarify, also like uh, uh, my impression from from the article's author is that they they are they are well aware that this is a buzzword. Uh, so yeah. it, it it appears what they, they've done is they've done a survey of everything that has been claimed to be as code, <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: and, and so like okay, like let, let's try to categorize it. The, the, I mean, further down, like halfway down the page, the the they the, the clearly have a tongue in cheek. Uh, as uh, a uh, section where, where they say like okay, like there, there's a couple of less serious things like <laughs> bugs yep. as code, aka developers. <laughs> uh, so like that the, one. <laughs> yeah, so they're the, the, they're they're well aware that that I think that the the term is being abused. So um, well, cri-
2: crypto and as code and uh, a few of these others, uh, but yeah. It's what I saw, and still see. There are all these, there are all these folks who are trying to turn uh, various different areas of science, uh, technology. Uh, it's not. It's they they go into areas of technology that don't have a user interface. Put a user interface on it and say. I've revolutionized this technology, this, uh, this area. So I keep getting things on um, LinkedIn about women's health. Yeah, we're going to make mm-hmm. women's health great. And it's a, it's a bunch of women and they're well-meaning, but uh, it's we're it's mostly we're instrumenting it so that you can see all the numbers that, that even medicine doesn't know makes any difference. And we're not going to really make any difference, but we're going to sell your personal data uh, to make this happen. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Actually, that's that's already happened. There was yeah. a, there's some app app that tracks your um, ovulation cycles, and apparently um, people were <laughs> people who use mm. were using it were getting you know pregnancy ads and you know ads for stuff related to pregnancy and babies. That's
0: yep. yep. really creepy. This is the challenge of a lot of these data collection systems. I, I, and,
2: and these guys all thought yeah. that they were like really high-tech techies. It's like, no, you're a bunch of coders writing APIs and, and user interfaces.
3: Well, the, the flip side to, to this is that, uh, I mean, there is an apparent demand for as code solutions, and I'm saying apparent, oh, yeah. like it, it 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 doesn't mean that that doesn't necessarily mean that, there, that there's an actual demand, but but at least the, the the people who are implementing this perceive there to be one.
0: When it when it comes to infrastructure as code pieces, the there's a there's a ton of, and I actually think it's it's practical interest, right? Where people people are. Frustrated about the lack, I and mean, y'all, y'all said it, you know, produce reproducible and auditable results out of out of infrastructure. But yeah. so I, I think it's a it's a reasonable thing to say. I want and a code like beh- you know experience here, um, or developer experience here. Or
2: also, I think some of the frustration, Rob, is that especially in things like infrastructure and other other areas where there are lots of, of players and lots of uh, architecture options. What people are saying is we want an integrated solution. And so, <laughs> yeah, that's code. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but the real, the, the real underlying aspect of it is this is complex and all these guys are either proprietary or they're in their own little space and they don't play well with the folks next to them. And we would like them all to play together so that we can build on top of what each of them provides.
0: Well, to to me, what you just described is where we were, you know, five to eight years ago with developer tooling, where when we were just starting to talk about CI/CD pipeline. Mm -hmm. Right. That, you know, because that's even Terra, like Terraform does configuration or provisioning Ansible does configuration. Right. It's, it's, we're not, those aren't, if you want to do run infrastructure, you don't do A or B. You do A and B, <laughs> and,
2: and it's <laughs> yeah.
0: right. And it's yeah. not just those two steps. It's working with other tools. Is, is all this stuff has to be plumbed together, um, which is not new. It's,
2: no, it's, but it's in the infrastructure world, a lot of those folks, uh, you know, some of, a lot of the hardware companies in the past have used their firmware and uh, lower lo- some of their lower level software, they, a lot of it's all lower level as a differentiator, which means it's it's proprietary or um, the, the hardware is either proprietary or the firmware is proprietary, and that's their secret sauce. And they, there needs to be a point where they sit there and go, okay, I'm willing to play nice at this level and that hasn't happened yet uh, the infrastructure because they're all still trying to sell stuff and and it keeps getting farther and farther down where there's no differentiator
3: i would say we're, we're getting there uh, like it, 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 it's it's not some it's not only the the vendors having their own secret sauce is that what what they want is they they want Early adoption of their secret sauce and then being able to license that (laughs) to other vendors because that's where the real money is.
2: And that was how they did memory, Uh, DRAM and SRAM was kind of that way. And the network infrastructure companies, the radio stuff, uh, 4G, 5G, 3G, Mm -hmm. uh, Wi Fi, 3GE, Wi Fi. Oh man, Wi Fi. And I guess the the um, control systems for like households and stuff. So smart smart devices in your home, that's got mm-hmm. like four or five different uh, different supposed standards. But yeah, it's the old mm-hmm. standards kind of thing. So how do you merge yes. standards in open source? And IEEE has been working on that for a while and hasn't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and, and, and I think about that we're getting to the point where there's market saturation for that. And uh, um, one that happens, uh, typically, mm-hmm. what 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 you get after that is that the the distinguishing factor is not is not so much having a secret sauce because everyone does it, but ultimately consumers uh, of of the technology end up picking one of them as the as the leader. And in, it, like in many cases, it's, it's the first one to market, but it's not always. And once that happens, then, then yeah, the, the licensing uh, goes the other way around. So, so the, the, the market leader licenses, or, or in some cases, even open sources, uh, the, their implementation, and, and it gets adopted widely. But I think we're near that inflection point. Mm. I guess, going back to the sorry, yeah. going back Please to go the as code part, um, I also see that, see like the, this explosion of as code solutions as being, uh, well, like what what what, what 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 we called here the, the tech bros. They they mm-hmm. they see how infrastructure as code has been an immense success that there's been right. extreme demand for, for, for it once it became available. And, and they're starting to look at it and say like, okay, if it worked here, where else can it work? And, and they've thrown the, the, the whole thing at the wall and something might stick. Um, other ones will obviously fizzle. That's
2: perfect. <laughs> That's exactly <Yeah>. how, yep. <laughs>
3: yeah. uh, but but it, it also means then that, that as code, is now a whole household term, at least in in the tech community. So, mm-hmm. um, yes, it, it, there, there's there's all of these various as, as code solutions. Um, there, there's probably not going to be a lot of demand for some of them. Maybe, maybe like some more than others, but um, yeah, it, it's it, people are, are yeah. trying to see what's marketable.
2: I want to point out something that just struck me, and that is when I first came out to Silicon Valley. I was working at Lockheed, and Lockheed is was a technology company built lots and lots of fancy hardware, expensive fancy hardware. Yeah, and, yeah, for for government agencies <laughs> and uh, air, air the um, aircraft corporations yeah. and stuff like that too. Right, but. Um, one of the things that uh, when I got there that was going through Lockheed and the realization was starting was they're all sitting there going, yeah, we build hardware, but hardware is only 90% of it. Every single hardware has like 10% software. And if we ignore the software, it's at our peril. And Mm -hmm. I think we're now at that point with uh, uh, as code that everybody's sitting there going, software, everything everything is software except that there's that 10% that's hardware. And if we ignore that, it's at our own peril. So mm. it's just reversed the whole thing from when I started in in the Valley. And I was elsewhere before I was in the Valley, so I wasn't a newbie. But and I just realized that's just the flip of the the coin, the other side of the coin.
0: i it's interesting. because I'm thinking about what you're saying, and there's a there's there's a, a a bit you flipped in my brain about you know back to marketing or back to perceptual on this. I agree with you, you know everything is is software or well, not everything is software. but. Um, the software, software ability to interface things is is a big deal. I remember when we first started using infrastructure as code, and it was predominantly, like it first surfaced out of the Kubernetes community of using YAML to describe Kubernetes work. And then Terraform, people started using it with Terraform. And it was literally just a, like, Terraform is infrastructure as code. That was, I mean, they, they, they were just... They, they're literally equivalent. Um, and, are, you know, we're clearly growing out of that or we're saying, oh, wait a second. I, I mean, I, I've done talks like this, right? Airform is like one, one layer of what I think people want infrastructure as code to be. Um,
2: and that was let, back yeah. in the day at Lockheed. Part of the issue was that because the software was a small part it didn't get the attention it needed and so contracts were were generally often late because of the software because people just said oh that's a little part of it it's software stuff and it was even though it was a little part of it it was a large part of the resources necessary to get the product out and now People don't realize with software, you can build software in a day, but there's those little bits and pieces at code that increase the complexity and you need to know all those behaviors, the API, the corner cases, whatnot, that the hardware adds that extra layer that's in some ways causing a lot of the overages and delays in getting the product out. So,
0: sure. Yeah. And to me, those are Harder operational, is more complex operational than realities. Or,
2: people know.
0: Right. Well, I mean, is this just a, a, you know, hey, this is a developer interface for infrastructure, a developer interface for whatever the thing you're saying as code is? Like, it's a for developer. Oh, well,
2: I think that's how they're selling it. Okay. That, that's how. That's how a lot of people are viewing it. It's a developer interface that gives me control over anything and everything. And as long as there's software that's...
0: Now we're, uh, now we're back to the that, tech bros. Okay.
2: Well, But it's also you know digital twins and all sorts of things along those lines. Everybody's trying to turn... Make the world understandable by describing it as software. So it's not just as software, but there's there, the I think the furthering point is that if it's all software, it's understandable. So how do you make everything understandable? You create these things as software that makes that component understandable, whether it's a software component or a hardware <laughs> component or uh, uh, a drone component, a flight component or something. If there is software, it's understandable and we can control it and we can control our world in this aspect of it.
3: I, I see it that, I, I think that that as code shares a lot of traits with expert systems. So, yes. so, it, so it's oh. so it's it's not okay. just the controllable our software part but it's also the, again, the encoding of expert knowledge.
2: It's also the world is a simulation, so everything is code.
1: Um, you know, again, uh, I'll go back to the, um, if, if the only tool you have is a hammer. Um, you know, if you're a financial person, everything is money. <laughs> if you're a code, coder, everything is code.
2: and. If you look at the history of brain research back when the state of the art in technology was plumbing, the brain was described uh, in terms of plumbing. Yeah. And then when you get to uh, suddenly you have chips. Well, you have circuits. Then the brain gets described as circuits. You have chips. The brain gets described as as a, a CPU. Uh, and now they're adding neural nets. Yeah, I it. was going
1: to say the brain is a neural network and um and and AI.
2: <laughs> yep. And so uh, I think the as code, it's like well, that's kind of sort of like where, yeah, for for developers, a state-of-the-art is code. Therefore, as code, like in what Beth said.
3: It perhaps it's also that code is now so pervasive in, in our lives. Like, say for for a couple of uh, like hermits uh, or, or, or Luddites, um, we have a lot of code in our daily lives that we that we don't even we do. know is there. Or or, Until or in great. some cases we know, but we don't don't just don't notice it.
2: Yeah, think about doing bank, banking with no no software interface anymore. If you had to go to the bank every time you needed something.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And there but, are some folks that have to do that.
1: But, you know, banking can be summed up as being moving ones and zeros around and making and making a profit on the on the differential. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. That's all that banking is.
3: Well, let's look how we're at things like uh, automotive or, or household appliances there there's circuit boards yeah, in, in, in almost every every one of the, the the new products those uh like and, and in some cases it like it, it makes it easier on, on the vendor like you like if you if you create a, a, a microwave that, that where you can update a, a firmware for the optimal cooking times uh then, yeah, then nobody ever bothers
1: that. to do that
3: well <laughs> uh, it, it it means that that you can pre-program uh, the, 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 the logic for, for, for that based on uh, on, on, on the, the, the features of your microwave. You can sell a 1,000-watt a microwave and a 2,000-watt microwave, and you don't need to create two separate circuit boards. You just need to right. change a variable.
1: Although I, I think I think a better uh, a better example of something that doesn't really need to have a microchip in it is a toaster
3: <laughs> yes <laughs> to be fair oh, waterfall uh, low, low-tech toasters uh,
1: yeah they work just fine
3: they, they, yeah they, they, they do work fine it takes some time getting used to do a new toaster though particularly what? if, if you one? cannot get the same model that you already have on, on, on it kick the bucket and um, yeah,
1: then you can still get them in yard sales they're the ones with the fold the, with the fold out little things and they Ooh. toast toast on one side you have to flip it but you know what every single one of them works the same yep well you I, that in. you turn it on you wait i don't know 30 seconds you flip it you wait
3: another 30 seconds and you have toast. Oh, uh, boy. And <laughs> auto, automobiles,
2: automobiles became successful because they settled on the user interface and a couple of specific things. It's uh, People hate the term graceful degradation, but how much yeah. software actually has graceful degradation? And that's the key. It's like if you want something to keep working, And this is stuff that Rob's working on. The infrastructure as code is how do you keep everything up even when things start falling apart? And that's something Rob's company does. That's something Klaus is doing all the time with trying to create automation to track things and whatnot. And I want to throw out yet another oldie, and that is uh, the old science fiction world and uh, Twilight Zone, where what would a single large EMP due to our world right now. Oh yeah. Uh, Just, software is useless. Yeah, no,
3: US yes, West. Hmm.
0: we we are we are not well prepared on those things and especially from a inter- inter- interconnectedness of the bootstrap process. We've we've had systems up for long enough that if nobody knew, would know how to do a cold start,
3: and, and there's a supply chain problem
0: as well.
2: Yeah, well, it, it gets
1: you,
0: the supply uh, supply chain, chain is good. Really,
2: well, the supply chain gets really bad when suddenly the the transport for everything you need from the supply chain is no longer up either.
0: Yeah, well, we have, these are these are layers of problems. I don't I don't know that we got much further on the Esko. <laughs> I don't know exactly what I was hoping. Well,
2: well what you uh, got was that it's it's a, a buzzword and you have to really dig down deep to, uh, yeah, you have the differentiators and stuff, but right now I, it's I a marketing term.
0: That, yeah, I think there's some real aspiration for people when we invoke the phrase as code, but that, that's partly why I think it's a good marketing buzzword. Um,
2: and I put in, in chat a link to that, to thing about what the Google intentions were for Ukraine, but it actually was that Google did provide, has been providing that, and Cloudflare has also been providing some stuff to keep uh, uh, Ukraine up.
1: Yeah.
0: An interesting study and in after the fact. Right. Love to hear how they're doing it.
1: Right. Well, although apparently uh, hackers are busy hacking the Russian uh Internet and taking large portions of it down. So, <laughs> oh, and the
2: brain drain from, from Russia right now half, yeah. of their, half of their technology core has left the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are Russians coming over the Mexican border at this point. Wow.
0: Well, sometimes the journey in a conversation is important uh, and the everything is code conversation is critical to understand because we are so quick to slap marketing labels on things that are actually very important to our day-to-day life in technology and operations and actually the environment as a whole. And so... Uh, it is a really interesting conversation where we can come back and help distill real value out of this infrastructure as code. uh, Everything is code trend. And yet also help identify what's BS in the process. Please come in, be part of these conversations. Uh, They are weekly and we want to hear your voice. You can learn more at the 2030.cloud and I will see you there thank you for listening to the cloud 2030 podcast it is sponsored by RackN, where we are really working to build a community of people who are using and thinking about infrastructure differently because that's what RackN does we write software that helps put uh, operators back in control of distributed infrastructure really thinking about how things should be run and building software that makes that possible if this is interesting to you uh, please try out the software. We would love to get your opinion and, and, and hear how you think this could transform infrastructure more broadly or just keep enjoying the podcast and coming to the uh, discussions and you know laying out your thoughts and how you see the future unfolding. It's all part of building a better infrastructure operations community. Thank
1: you.